Welcome to Imperium International College Spotify channel. Wisdom is power. Hey everyone, welcome to Imperium Spotify channel. My name is Melvin and I will be your host today. With me here, I have Miss Natasha Nor, lead corporate at Imperium International College. And our topic today is making the switch. Why did I do it? Hi Natasha. Hi Melvin. Thank you for having me here today. A pleasure, it's our pleasure. So today's topic, making the switch. Why did you do it, right? So we will be talking about why did you make a switch from being in the culinary industry, a chef on a cruise liner, to education. Sounds interesting. It is. Um, I do get that question all the time actually as to why I made a switch. Well, I was in the industry for nine years mm -hmm. upon graduation. I It was like only one week after I finished my final exam and I was like, straight away I went into the working world. Mm -hmm. So that's where um, I got a taste of FME industry. Mm -hmm. And al along the years, obviously, um, you know, I went through different um, phase in the culinary world. Mm -hmm. I went through different challenges, um, different country I would say as well. Mm -hmm. um, but at one point, I was like, I needed a change. Okay. I wanted to switch because I wanted to challenge myself even more. Okay, I, I understand that working in the kitchen can already be very challenging. So, um, you want to explain a little how, was it difficult working in the kitchen, especially on a cruise liner? It was, I would say it was. Um, especially working on a cruise liner, I was um, attached to a German company and um, it was a different kind of experience because when I got the job, people were like, Tasha, are you sure you want to work on a cruise liner? Because first of all, you'll be far away from your family. Mm -hmm. Second of all, the most important thing is, I don't speak German. Wow, must have been tough. And it's a German cruise liner. And I was like, well, I am the kind of person who likes to take a risk. Mm. You know, sometimes when the opportunity comes, sometimes I don't think. Just if do I, it. Yeah, I just do it. Because the more you think, you'll be like you will pro procrastinate and you'll be like um, maybe you know maybe I'm not cut out for this this and that and you know you will just push that away and you eventually will lose the opportunity so I was like no I'll do it so can I call you Natasha the risk taker in a way yes I would <laughs> say so I've been called with many uh, nicknames mm -hmm. I would say so um, when I first started my job on a cruise liner mm -hmm. um, what do you call that it was a brand new ship so we were asked to fly into Finland and then um, go to a place called Turku. I'm sure you never heard Turku, of the place. No, no, not okay. at all. So Turku is actually two hours away from Helsinki. Okay. So this this is a place. It's a what do you call that? It's a port where they actually built cruise ships. Okay. So when I first arrived, I was like lost. Oh my god. What did, did I get I, myself into? Yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I made the right decision and yeah. I was like, you know, um, one thing mom always um, what you call it, um, advised me is that always remind me, if you have made a decision, stick with it. Mm. You do not back out without even you trying. Yeah, you don't talk to talk, you walk the talk. Yes, walk the talk. So it's because I wanted so badly to work on a cruise liner, mm -hmm. I was like, okay, I'll do it. Mm -hmm. No matter what comes ahead, I'll do it. You're prepared for the challenges. Yes. Um, what do you call that? I would say it's also challenging compared to working on the ground. Mm -hmm. um, also because, first of all, you're away from your family. Mm -hmm. um, working on a cruise liner, you don't have off days at all. 
So if let's say your contract is for eight months, yeah. you work for eight months straight without off. So you only have breaks in between. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that was a different set of challenges and what do you call that working 16 hours it's actually normal yeah it became a norm it became a norm yeah so but the beauty of working on a cruise liner is that i was able to um, explore different city every single Mm. day and what you call that that was one of my motivation every day when i wake up it's like okay i want to go in early get my things done and i want to spend more time outside Nice. So um, what call and I'm such a foodie. So every city that I go, yeah, you try I, the local food. Yes, I try the local nice. food. So I would say um, one memorable experience was it was in Turku itself. Okay. So um, what you call that? Um, Finnish people are known for Viking meals. Mm. Um, it's more of you know um, what you call that hunted animals. Oh, okay. Right? So I actually tried reindeer. I actually tried partridge bird. Did you eat Rudolph? <laughs> and I actually tried um, beaver sausage. Beaver. Yes, oh beaver sausage. Okay. So I would say um, it was an interesting meal, mm. and the best part was that when the waiter came to us with mm. the food, he was yeah. like, um, "Please be careful. There might be small bullets in the bird." And I was like, um, "You mean sharpnels? Because they shot it." Yeah. And cool. I was like, "Okay." So you know, I was very careful, but overall, that was. A different kind of experience. I would say you money cannot buy yeah, experience. Yeah. So um, I was able to you know visit the states, um, the Caribbean, Scandinavian, yeah. Baltic Sea. So it was really really nice. Amazing. If it's not for COVID, I think um, I would actually want to go be traveling, traveling again. Yeah. So that was one of the interesting experience. And then when I after two years being on board, and mm-hmm. I was like. Um, it became a normal routine it already. Redundant, yeah. So you know, going eight months, being away eight months, you come back two months, you mm-hmm. spend two months with your family, and then you go back. Mm-hmm. So, I just woke up one day um, during my second year. Mm-hmm. I was like, I wanted something different, mm. really something different out of the industry, and I was like, okay, what can I do? What can I do? Yeah. So. Uh, also, I took a risk again okay. by not continuing my contract. Uh-huh. And when I got back, um, I took a break for maybe a couple of months, mm-hmm. and then after that, I landed myself as a cooking instructor. Oh, nice! So you, you—that's that's probably your first yes. step into education. Yes, cooking instructor. But being a cooking instructor in this field that yeah. I was in, it was different because um, it was more of uh, teaching tourists mm-hmm. how to cook our local dishes. Oh, okay. As complicated as rendang and nasi lemak. Mm. So that's what I actually taught them. And, you know, um, I still had the opportunity to connect with tourists from different countries. So I did not lose that touch. Mm. Um, I enjoyed it. And then, of course, after a while, I was like, um, it was still not enough for me. Yeah. You I wanted more. I wanted more. For greater things. I want to believe so. Yeah. All right. So um, what do you call it? I wanted more, and yeah. then um, you know, growing up with a lady who's in a corporate world yeah. for, I would say more than thirty years, mm-hmm. it was also an inspiration because um, she has also inspired me to become an iron lady someday. Amazing. All right, and being in a corporate world, it's not easy. 
when you're a female you know yeah. having to compete with men every single day although i did that when i was in the hotel industry but it's different yeah right so um, i was like i told mom i was like okay maybe i want to try and do what you do not directly the same yeah. but something similar mm-hmm. so i was lucky that i had the opportunity to work with budimas an ngo entity and i was like Hmm, what do I know about NGO? Mm-hmm. Yeah, come from cooking up a storm exactly to working in an NGO. Amazing, yes. go on, go on. So, um, what do you call that? Um, when I started at Budimas, I was like, it gave. It was an eye opener, I would say, mm-hmm. because um, I never knew that. Although I knew there was poverty everywhere in yeah. the country, you didn't even know how bad it was. yeah, I didn't know how bad it was. Mm-hmm. So, um, what do you call that? It was an eye opener because it made me realize that you know we should be able to give more. Yeah. There are so many underprivileged children, especially out mm-hmm. there. Um, I think one of the most memorable experience being in Budimas is that whenever I go and do library visits mm-hmm. to Orang Asli Settlement. So there's one particular um, library that I've been there, I think about two, three times. And okay. the kids over there actually remembers me. Oh, so nice. whenever I go and visit them, you know, they will come running towards me and they'll be like, Kaka, 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 come here, come here, I want to show you something. Oh, that's so so um, yeah. what do you call that? That was nice. So you felt like some somewhat of a connection there. Yes, that was a connection definitely. So I felt that, you know, it was a good way for me to do something good. Hmm that I've never done before. And then um, one of the biggest tasks being in Budimas aside to you know trying to get donors to donate mm-hmm. um, was that I had to sell tables for our gala dinner. Oh my. And yeah, I that's, was like, that's challenge. Oh, how do I do this? Yeah. First things first, the minute um, when I got to know that, you know, we have to try and sell tables. Yeah. First person I call, mom, mom. <laughs> I need your help. And she was like, yeah. How can I help? What and did I was, you do now? Yeah, and I was like, no, I need to, you know, help the um, NGO sell tables for gala dinner and things like that. So um, she played an important, um, what do you call that, role, yeah. where she actually got me connected to a few people to actually sell the table. So you can either sell individually or you can sell by table. Mm-hmm. And I would say the cheapest table at that time was eight thousand. Wow! All right. So I was like, oh my god, how do I do this? Yeah. So, and then, um, what do you call that? With mom's assistant, I was able to sew one table. Nice. So I would say that was a pat on the back. I was yeah. like, wow, I can actually do this. Yeah. Even though, you know, I had some help from mom. Yeah. And then another achievement I had was that, um, you know, I just called Top Glove. Yeah. And I was like, okay, um, we are actually having a gala dinner mm-hmm. and, you know, I'm looking out for sponsorship mm-hmm. and would you be interested? Yeah. So, at first, um, the way the lady sounded was that uh, maybe they were not interested. So, mm-hmm. I was like, it's okay. Um, can I send a follow-up letter? Yeah. Um, sponsorship letter. And she was like, yeah, please do. Just send. So, um, and I would say they ghosted out on me. Wow, that's so sad. Yeah. So, I was like, okay, maybe this is a no-go. Yeah. So, out of 30 sponsorship letter yeah. I sent out, Yeah one came back and which was top love wow and i was like i was about to start my car yeah. um i was about to end my day to go home and i was about to start a car and yeah. then i got a message yeah and the first thing i saw it was a message from the lady that i was talking to yeah. and she just like she was like um we have already credited um what they call that money into Budimas account so kindly send us a receipt so that we can do tax for, exemption yeah, wow tax exemption. so they actually made the transfer yes 
Amazing, amazing. So I was like, it was the happiest day of my life because yeah. I knew I was doing another thing that you know that it's beneficial for yeah, the kids. I can so imagine. that was that was the experience. And then um, after being a year with Budimas, mm-hmm. um, what do you call that? I was given the opportunity by my boss. Yeah. She was like, um, you know, Tasha, we're also looking into education. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I would like to ask you if you know, would You'd you like interested. to come? Yeah. Uh, to try yeah. you know a different set of challenge and mm-hmm. I was like I didn't think twice yeah again again I Tasha did not, the risk taker I did not think twice yeah. and I was like I told her I was like um, miss yeah. I would like to take on the challenge yeah. um, for as long as that you know I'm given guidance yeah because it's completely new of course yeah from from being in the culinary industry, moving to um, NGO, and then to education. Yes. And um, what do you call that? I would say the first few months was a bit challenging because, yeah. you know, um, it was more on-job training. Mm-hmm. You know, you learn as you go. Yeah. So it's a complete new set of challenges. You know, I had to understand a lot of things. How does it work with partners? You know, what are the procedures? Like, you know, what it's like to be dealing with um, the education ministry mm-hmm. you know there's a lot of different parties that you Involved, have to actually yeah. yes to liars with so um, what do you call that although I had experience you know um, what do you call that connecting with people but this is a different kind of challenges you know mm. trying to get approvals yeah. you know trying to negotiate for uh, a partnership I would say um, that is one of my biggest uh, challenge Yes. is to negotiate for a partnership I can imagine but yeah. it's very rewarding I can imagine very yeah. rewarding so you know it's like you know I'm always hungry for more and you know I want to do more things for the college actually alright sounds sounds pretty interesting so being in this position what would be your biggest achievement? I would say being able to adapt with a new industry because yeah. it's never easy because again um, being in the in education industry you need to understand a lot of things mm-hmm. so I would say that would be my biggest achievement mm-hmm. um, I wouldn't say I'm very good at it mm-hmm. I'm still learning yeah. the ropes learning is a lifelong process yes yeah. it's a lifelong process I agree with you but I would say I did pretty well for the good past um, I would say for the past two years good on you Okay, so most importantly, we also understand that there are students who are still lost, who do not know what to pursue. What, um, what could you advise them? I would say don't be afraid. I would say um, do what you feel you want to do first at the yeah, moment. Yeah. I understand that you know parents would always want you to have um, degree qualification or even mm-hmm. at least a diploma qualification. Yeah. But at the end of the day, it boils down to you. Mm-hmm. All right. Yes, paper is important, but it's also how you maneuver your life after graduating, I would say. Mm-hmm. And if, let's say, you know, let's say you study, for example, ACCA. Okay. And you're like, you know, after going through the rigorous process of, yeah. you know, trying to obtain an ACCA, mm-hmm. you're like, oh my God, I think I'm done with ACCA. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah. Look at Chef Wan. He was from the accounting background. Oh, and I didn't he, know. And he ended up being a chef. <laughs> so, yeah. at every day, listen to your heart as well. Yeah. 
True, people can tell you, oh, this is not good, this is not good, yeah. this is good, this is good. But, But listen you to yourself. Yeah. So if you feel that you want to take or you want to make a switch, yeah, it's not wrong. It's not wrong. Yeah. It's never wrong. There's there's no right and wrong yeah. in your decision. It's Correct. how you, uh, you what you call that from adapt. What, yeah. You accept the fact that you made that decision mm-hmm. and how you learn from it. And what's your take on that? So for me, don't be afraid. There we go, listeners. Uh, thank you, Tasha, for joining us today. Amazing insights on your career switch. I hope that um, you have many more achievements in the future. Thank you, Melvin. I really appreciate um, you having me here today. It was really nice to you know share my experience um, with students, with fellow listeners as well. Amazing. Okay, that's all for today, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for tuning in. If you have any questions at all regarding a career switch, you can actually let us know in the comment section. You can either DM us or comment below and we will address you in our next episode. Thank you and stay safe.